This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Do you ever feel like Christmas has been hijacked? Santa got in the car, kicked Jesus out, and was like, rolling, 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 and took, and took it. By all the commercialism and those who want to replace Merry Christmas with Happy Holidays or Season's Greetings. You okay? This is not what Christmas is all about. Some want to pull down every manger scene and tell us why our favorite Christmas traditions are wrong. It's like a carjacking, but like of our religion. Isn't it time somebody spoke up? This Christmas season, join Kirk Cameron in his new movie, Saving Christmas. Join me and my family, and together, let's put Christ back into Christmas. Dive headfirst into all of the joy, the dancing, the celebration, the feasting, the imagination, and traditions that glorify the true reason for the season. Saving Christmas in theaters for two weeks only beginning November 14th. Rated PG. Rental guidance suggested. More information available at savingchristmas.com. Seven back. I'm Pat. He's Stu, and that's uh, what's his face over there, right? the fat guy. Uh, help me out. Work with me. Uh, uh, I'm me. He's. Oh, he was. Let, 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 let's put it this way. He's uh, an advisor or something that didn't even work on the staff. Yeah, we don't even know. We don't even know. Who we he don't is. even know who he is. He's, we we understand he doubled. He was like the uh, stunt double for Shamu SeaWorld yeah, or so. something for a time. Uh, other than that, I don't know what he, he did. He was a, a large man from the <laughs> you neighborhood. Get it? Because that's like a, uh, you know, an overweight joke. <laughs> no, I got it. It's like the pot no, calling it. the kettle black, too, by the way, but uh, <laughs> still racist. Um, we we served on a board with him, I think. I mean, he was a guy from well, the neighborhood. he lived in the neighborhood for a while, but I didn't know him. I mean, I never even... I never even attended a service he was at. No, I've never... You know, in 25 years, I don't think I ever even I've saw never spoken. No. We've never spoken. No. I mean, that is, by the way, how we actually deny your existence constantly when uh, yeah. questioned in federal we investigations. We learned it from uh, Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Barack Hussein Obama. Do you know who he is? The uh, president of the United States. He doesn't know who John Gruber is. A guy they paid four hundred thousand uh, dollars for the health care advice on grand total now up to uh, six million. Oh, it's, it's six, six, now six million? million dollars. Yeah, six. Million? But just the six million in how long a period? Uh, I think that since two thousand seven. <laughs> so it was a little bit before Obama started. How many of us have made six million dollars since two thousand seven? Go ahead and let's see a show of hands. Oh. Okay, our camera, our guy, camera guy, Justin, is the Justin. only one. I was wondering how he afforded all those jaunts around the world. I know he's always he's always going off to Italy and Europe. I guess Italy's in Europe, but uh, <laughs> wow, he just got back from Puerto Rico. He's everywhere. Puerto Rico. He's like Chicken Man. However, uh, it's it's fascinating that the guys made that kind of money. You know they know him well. 
You know the well. Listen to this uh, piece from Barack Obama. I will. In I will. Don't, don't tempt would. me. I will. No, go ahead. Do it. I will. I'll do I, it. I'll just do it. I double dog dare you. Fine. Listen to it. Fine. Here it is. You've already drawn some of the brightest minds from uh, academia and policy mm -hmm. circles. Uh, many of them I've stolen ideas from liberally. Mm -hmm. uh, people ranging from Robert Gordon to Austin Goolsby. John Gruber, who? Uh, my dear friend Jim Wallace here, uh, who can talk, I think, uh, who can inform uh, can what inform. are sometimes dry policy debates sometimes. with uh, a prophetic voice. Prophetic voice, yeah. And then John Gruber, who uh, is brilliant, and uh, he's stolen liberally, uh, stolen ideas liberally, or is it stolen liberal ideas? I think both. both. I think it works yep. either way. Uh, you know, so the guy... Obama knows who this guy is. Obama uh, has worked with him and stolen ideas from him. And this guy played a major role. It's clear. Everybody's talked about Nancy Pelosi, the president of the United States. All these people uh, who wanted health care jammed through and then did jam it through, they all worked with this guy. Uh, he was an important player. That's why they call him an architect of this thing. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's it's worth pointing out the other names he he mentions there, uh, particularly Austin Goolsbee, who was the chief economic advisor for the for the White House. That's how important he was. Jim Wallace is one of his chief uh, spiritual advisors. <laughs> the chief spiritual yeah. advisor. So, and so he and mentioned Jonathan him in, in that group. in that group. Um, well, you know, and MSNBC had a clip. I don't think we have. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. Actually, let's play this real quick. This is uh, from MSNBC. This is a former White House official, Steve Ratner, talking about how vital. Uh, Gruber was, this is the fourth clip on our sheet, guys, if we could play that one. Jonathan Gruber was, back in the day, in 2009, the guru on health care, as you said. He designed the Massachusetts plan for Romney. I think if you go back and look at the Washington Post or the New York Times or anything from that period, you will find Jonathan Gruber's name all over it hmm. as both someone who's the, you know, a leading expert on health care quoted by everybody, as someone who the White House was using. I don't think we knew the, the dollar numbers that he was paid at the time, but he was certainly, uh, I remember that when I was in the White House, he was certainly viewed as uh, an important figure in helping to put Obamacare together. And so it's exactly what you said. The problem is not that Gruber helped them put Obamacare together because he was the man. The yeah. problem is what he said in the last two weeks and how the White House has handled it. Holy cow. Yeah. He was the, the man. man. This is a guy who's <laughs> in the middle of these meetings. He was the, the man. Yeah. Now, I disagree with his take on this. First of all, he says the problem is what he said over the last two weeks. Well, none of these clips come from the last two weeks. These clips come from years ago. Mm -hmm. um, they've been discovered in the last two weeks. Uh, so what he said in the last two weeks is, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Right. Well, yeah, because and, now the truth is out. And the problem is not how the White House handled it. The problem is what he did. Like the problem is what the White House mm -hmm. did with how they handled the health care bill, not how they handled the response to the truth about the health care bill. That's a minor part of this story. Yes, they butchered that. Yes, they've lied about that. Yes, they've perpetuated the lies made previously. But the problem were the, the original set of lies, the manipulation of the American people over and over and over again based so, on, uh, you know, falsehoods. That is fascinating, then. The guy that Obama said uh, was merely some advisor who never worked on our staff. Then Steve Ratner, on the White House staff, says he was the man, the man.
that's uh, wow. That's incriminating. Mm -hmm. It you know it doesn't matter though because nope. these guys just continue to lie. That's just emotional. And I they did, continue to get away with it. Now I just, just found out about it. Yeah. I didn't know him. Move I mean on. whatever. And then they just keep saying it and saying it and saying it and doesn't matter what evidence comes out to the contrary. Most of the American people just continue to go along and get along. And, the, you know, his approval rating with some might slip a little bit more. Maybe it'll go down to 37 or 36. This is not going to hurt him deeply. Uh, this, this is just going to be another little irritant, and in a few weeks it'll go away. Hmm. This is what happens every single time with these things. Every single time. We've proven this guy uh, to be a fake and a fraud and a lying sack of crap. And what happens? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing happens. I mean, there's the guy a, got reelected. There's a deterioration. He got reelected by a much smaller margin. His his approval ratings have gone down quite a bit, but that's frustrating. Right? It is really frustrating. He has, however, that deterioration. Us poking away, other people doing it, have resulted in two two separate Republican wave elections during his presidency. Um, it didn't get him yeah, out, but right. there have been major changes here that, uh, you know, maybe... Will the Republicans do anything with it, though? I mean, here uh, they have this uh, massive... This is a massive opportunity. Uh, all the facts are out there now. They could be using them to say, look, you, you've seen what they've said about how they got Obamacare passed. First of all, how they wrote it, which was disingenuous, which was tortured, uh, which they lied about, which they deceived the American people about. And there are clearly holes because 4.7 million people lost their insurance when they were told they weren't going to. If you liked it, you could keep it. That was not true. The taxes, the tax thing was not true. The, the ultimate price of this thing, not true. So obviously we have to fix it. And they could go in with that mentality and they could make a huge push to either repeal this bill or at least, at the very least, get rid of the individual mandate. And if you got that, if you if you get rid of the individual mandate on this thing, you've gutted the bill. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, there's still a lot of it there, but at least it makes me feel a lot better. At least it's not unconstitutional. It's a lot better. Yeah. yeah it's just a bad yes. government program at that point, which is easier to live with, although still horrifically bad. Um, let's go to because uh, this is you sparked an interesting conversation. I was thinking of. Um, when it comes to what should the Republicans do. Let's come back to that here in a second. But let's go back to Gruber in 2013. What was the problem with, with, uh, with President Obama and his lie about if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor? Gruber has some input on that. What, what do you think was wrong, if you didn't think anything was wrong, in the way the president sold the idea that you'd be held harmless, you'd be left alone with the, no paperwork or whatever if you had a good policy? I mean, Chris, the president probably should have made a somewhat vaguer statement about in general, uh, you'll be left alone. Because, look, the bottom line is 80 percent of Americans get insurance from their employer or the government, and they're not affected. We're talking about the small slice, maybe 5 to 6 percent of Americans who buy insurance on their own. And even within that small slice, mo about half of those people will be able to simply replicate what they have today. Maybe the name of the plan will be different. The deductible will change a little bit. But they can just go out and buy pretty much what they have today. Bullcrap. It's a very small slice of Americans who will literally have to change their insurance plan. And that's largely because mm -hmm. they're in crappy insurance that doesn't really protect them against real financial risk. So we're ah, asking them to buy real insurance. Jeez, that pisses me off. Yeah, should have been bigger. Jeez, that pisses Who are you to decide their insurance is crappy when that's what they wanted? Yeah. And that's what they were paying for. That's what they could afford. It was fine for them. They were happy with it. How many people have we heard that were totally happy with it and were canceled? Many Many oh, millions. You're going to you're going up to five million people. Most of those people were probably totally happy with it, and it was working for them. 
You can't tell them then because you're the government. You know better that it was crappy insurance and it should be canceled. Yeah, and uh, look at uh, <clears throat> excuse me, what Gruber's doing there. He is in the middle of executing exactly the thing he's admitted to in other venues, which is, look, it's only going to hit 5 or 6% of the, of the population. It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. uh, don't worry about it. When in reality, he was looking, knowing over a long period of time it would affect essentially everyone. How does Chris Matthews feel today? I mean, th since this cl clip happened on Chris Matthews' show, this same man has admitted that's the thing he used to fool dumb people. Right. He's calling Chris Matthews stupid indirectly. He's using the trick to fool the stupid on Chris Matthews. How does Chris Matthews feel about that today? I think he's fine with it. I mean, maybe he's in, you know, he's just he's like, you know what, I don't care. I want better. It could be that he's too stupid. Could be that he just doesn't care. He agrees with the ends justify the means yeah. philosophy. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but think about that. He's going on a show with a friendly host and using something he knows to be untrue to try to convince him of his point. Yeah, because at another speech, he said the Cadillac tax was passed by by saying that it just affects a small minority of the wealthiest. Mm -hmm. But over time, <laughs> what they didn't know was it affects everybody. Mm -hmm. All plans. Okay, good. Amazing. Oh, that's incredible. And now Axelrod, I think, mentioned that he was stupid on MSNBC or something or tweeted it out. Uh, he kind of corrected the record on that. Uh, here's David Axelrod on uh, John Gruber. My tweet was uh, sent in anger, which is always a bad way to send a tweet. Uh, but I sent it because so many people worked so hard, including John Gruber, uh, on this law because they believed in it. They believed in reforming this health care system, making health care available to all Americans, making health care affordable, uh, and, and doing all the things, giving people greater protection vis-a-vis uh, -vis the insurance industry. Uh, and we've accomplished those things. And now there are people who have been fighting a four-year rear guard action to unwind all of that and I, I, to give them comfort by uh, with a kind of throwaway quip to amuse a bunch of academics uh, that uh, you know just really bug me but I also know Not that this guy has committed his life and dedicated his life to the cause of health reform and so that's why I sent a second tweet I want to separate out the issues what he said was stupid he certainly is not Thank you. That is not Thank what he was did. doing. It was not a throwaway quip to amuse a bunch of academics. Not at all. Maybe the stupid part of it was, oh, he's using the word stupid as opposed to mm. using the word vague or manipulate or however well, however else you would phrase that in that context. But, I mean, let's be honest about it. It, was not, it wasn't about that. It was not about uh, 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 trying to amuse academics. It was about telling the truth. He was in an academic uh, 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 format. He knew that... People would be pleased by the excellent work he had done. Uh, and mm -hmm. he did this intentionally mm -hmm. because he wanted people to know. It's this, we talked about this before. It's like a serial killer that can't help but send a letter months later after no one can figure out the crime to say, ah, you couldn't find me, could you? And they wind up giving themselves up. That's this guy. Yeah. He can't help but brag about <laughs> it to other people so people know he's to so smart. show how smart. smart he is. Yeah, and then yeah. hear how smart are you, John? Yeah. How smart are you? Uh, people who didn't have health insurance... Uh, during this year may soon have to pay a penalty fee that starts at $95 and goes up based on how much you earn. So that starts, I guess, as 2015 comes around. Some Americans know about the penalty and they budgeted for it, or at least they've accepted that it's inevitable now, but several million others could be in for a, for a pretty big surprise. Uh, there are exemptions for low-income workers and others who uh, would have to pay more than 8% of their income for a health insurance policy, considered uh, prohibitive. 
About 60% of the uninsured are poor and likely to qualify for an exemption, but they have to know how to claim it. And uh, for all the attention Obamacare has uh, generated, I don't, I don't know that they've talked about that very much, how you get the exemption if you're poor, that you don't have to pay the penalty for it. But 30% of those without insurance don't know they're required to have it or pay a penalty. So 30% of people are in for a really big surprise as this coming year. This is when the penalties kick in. Shocking. So, that's Shocking great. development. Yeah, it's fun. All right, back in a, in a second, we have, uh, we have to talk a little bit about uh, Charlie Manson and his wonderful uh, marriage coming up. Yeah, love a good Back to Patton's do triple eight seven two seven back. I'll thank you not to besmirch the true love that is this love between thank you Charles Manson and the love of his life. Uh, Afton Elaine Burton, the raven-haired bride-to-be. She's uh, twenty-six years old. Now here's Chuck uh, with the with the cute little uh, swastika on his forehead, and uh, it's a it's a nice look. You know, it's a nice look. And do we do we have a picture of her? Because, no, we don't, we don't have a picture. Well, we don't have a picture of Star. I mean, story's That's about her. That's Star. Yeah, she changed it to Star. Oh, she changed her name to Star? Her name's Afton. Yeah, it was Afton. Okay. Anyway, she said she loves the man convicted in the notorious murders of seven people, including pregnant actress Sharon Tate. That is a good look for him right there. Though. It's a good look. Yeah. He's, uh, he's now... Looks like he's shaved his hair completely, right? In the photo that we had with him and her. Mm -hmm. Here we go. There she is. Oh, that's yeah. Just, that's like a you know, two. she's she's fairly attractive. She's you know, yeah, she's not, not bad. bad. She's not bad. Not bad looking. I, I will say, you know, he hasn't added a swastika tattoo in quite no, some he has time. Not. But well, a while. That we the, can see. The one he has is quite faded. Has he ever explained the swastika uh, tattoo and what? The I feel like I remember him saying he regretted it. Is that, oh, really? Is that accurate? I don't, could I be don't wrong. remember. Could have been a joke we did. Charlie's. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to look that up. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I mean, is it possible? Is it possible to find love as a mass murderer living your life in prison? Pat? An 80-year-old mass murderer mm -hmm. living your life? Is it possible? Woman? It happened. Thank you. Of course, it's possible. It, so it there's is. No, no skepticism it's here happened. from you. No, look at the two of them there. Hopelessly in love. You can tell. You feel a certain je ne sais quoi coming from that, uh, that photograph. No date has been set yet, though. Ah, darn it. They, got, they have uh, to act within the first within 90 days, though, right? Yeah. So, girls, you oh, still really? have a shot. Girls, you still have a shot at Chuck. Yeah, get in there. Get in there quick, though, because, you know, he may be tying the knot soon, and then he's off the market. Okay? Now, she's been hanging around trying to wrap this guy up for a long time. She hasn't been able to close the deal, though. Seven years. She's been there. She's lived. She moved close to the uh, prison. When she was 19 years old, and she's lived there ever since. Now she's 26, and she's ready to close the deal. So you have just a limited time to get in on this. And before his uh, Match.com or eHarmony.com profile is taken offline, I'd hurry if I were you, because he's quite a catch. Uh, Kings County Marriage License, reviewed Monday by the Associated Press, issued November 7th for the 80-year-old Manson and 26-year-old Burton. She lives in uh, Corcoran, the site of the prison, maintains several websites, advocating his innocence. Because one just isn't enough. You know, if you're advocating the innocence of Charles Manson, one website is not sufficient. No. 
It's got to be multiple. Yeah, you can't fit all those arguments on one site, Pat. Uh, Burton, who goes by the name Star, so good call on that, uh, Jeffy. Uh, said, told the AP that she and Manson will be married next month. Y'all, y'all can know that it's true. It's going to happen. I love him. She said, I'm with him. There's all kinds of things. It's a good point. <laughs> Wait, um, what? It's a similar <laughs> to the point uh, I heard it on the news. It's ridiculous, man. And the other point that we learned yesterday that uh, he's not dead. He, he was not dead. He was Long not dead. Short. Long story short. <laughs> but listen to this. Listen to the sentence again. I love him. I'm with him. There's all kinds of things. Amen. <laughs> There's all Amen. kinds of That's things. Great point. I love him. I'm with him. There's all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm not sure I've heard anything quite so poetic uh, in a long, long time. However, as a life prisoner with no parole date, uh, Manson is not entitled to family visits. Uh, he cannot have conjugal visits. He can't get with her. He Jeffy, can't hook up. You're a big believer in conjugal visits. <laughs> <laughs> I am. They get you through. They, get they you do get you through. They do. They do. Okay. But uh, sometimes it's better. And other times, you know, you just don't want to see anybody. Do you feel like... <laughs> come back when Even I in out. prison? Come back when I get out. Leave me alone. Mm -hmm. Wow, you're... Okay. That's a catch, is the way I would put it. <laughs> this explains things a little bit right here. Because, okay, so you guys, you, the two of you can't get together. You can't hook up. Okay, so it's going to be a platonic marriage. So why would you marry him? Under those conditions. I mean, maybe those are the only conditions under which you would marry him. However, they're assuming that she loves him and wants to be with him. So uh, she said she's interested in working on his case, and marrying him would allow her to get information not available to non-relatives. There you go. There's certain things next of kin can do. Uh, and uh, Burton said the wedding might have happened earlier if Manson did not have some situations, some situations at the prison. What situations has he had? You never Some. hear. You don't hear about him much. No, you don't. No. You know, is he a model prisoner or is he is he bad in prison? Does he act up a little bit? Well, he may have had some dental surgery. He may have been in a lot of pain. Well, here we go. Uh, three violations for possession of a weapon, threatening staff, and refusing to provide a urine sample. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Further details on the violations were not immediately available. So, uh, so he's apparently doing some drugs that he didn't want him to know about. What do you want to bet he's still on acid? He's still probably doing acid. That's possible. Uh, I mean, it expanded his mind, right? So he could get to that wonderful <laughs> yes. position he wound up getting to. Yeah. Uh, worked really well. Well, he got to a great place. He I did. think we can all agree did. on that. He, he got to a, a heck of a place. Um, and, uh, yeah. It's a good look. He's always had a good look. He's always yeah. had a good look. He's always. He was. I mean, people forget. He was the darling of California at that time. He was a Which Hollywood is so darling. Weird. He was big with the Beach yeah. Boys. They loved him. Yeah. I mean, he was a musician. He was in the crowd. Uh, very yeah, strange he situation. Was. He and uh, it seems to me, I'm trying to think. I think it was Brian Wilson. I think he and Brian Wilson were kind of, if not pretty good friends, they hung out. And. Uh, and so, yeah, he was in with the end crowd. And then the Beatles. Wasn't Helter Skelter based on his thing? The Beatles were pretty interested in what happened with him, too. So. Yeah. Um, can Weird I, time in uh, American history. Flip topics a little bit to something I teased earlier. No. Which is the, going back to okay. politics for a second. Right. I'm just doing it. Uh, Republicans, uh, uh, Why did you ask what do they do? You asked, and I said no, and you, you did it. I was asking Jeffy. Okay. Jeffy, what did you think? No. <laughs>
Crap. Okay. So back to Charles Manson. Uh, no. Uh, so um, Ted Cruz had a, an interesting proposal. Mm-hmm. He's he got, who's getting beat up on net neutrality. He, you know, because he wrote net neutrality is Obamacare of the internet, which of course, I'm completely fine with that analysis. Um, however, he's come up with a, a plan, a permanent ban on, on in taxes on the internet. Okay, permanent ban on taxes on the internet. Now I don't know how you make that permanent, but working with um, uh, the, co- the, the, the coinciding events of Ted Cruz's proposal and me watching Lincoln this weekend. I happened to watch Lincoln this weekend. Okay, That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it. I liked Lincoln. I mean, you know. It's really good. I thought it was really good. Yeah. So my thought is Republicans want to change their, their vibe with younger voters. They want to stand out. They want to attract younger voters. Mm-hmm. They finally have control for the first time in a million years. What kind of change can you make? Think of, the, think of this through the Gruber, um, the, the Gruber context. They want to get rid of this uh, tax deduction on uh, health insurance. They passed something, and over time it leads to that. So with all those things together, my proposal, constitutional amendment, no taxes on the Internet ever. Now, a constitutional, this is something that's really popular with younger voters. This is, uh, uh, would you uh, want taxes on the Internet? Um, uh, 18 to 29-year-olds are against taxes on the Internet, 73 to 27. 30 to 49 are against it, uh, 62 to 35. So you have all the young voters there. You have to come out essentially for the possibility of of uh, people who want all the content on the web for free. They want all the freaking content for free. They don't want to be, want to be taxed on the Internet? I mean, I don't think so. You come out with a strong proposal like that and try to push that through. Is it something that you think could be, first of all, could it be possible? You're going to have a Republican majorities in more states than we've had in basically forever. You're going to have historic majorities in uh, Congress. You still have the president to deal with, who's a disaster. But this is something that should be close to his heart, right? Internet freedom. They keep talking about keeping it free and fair. Certainly that means the government can't start charging you money for it. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that be, it might not even succeed, but wouldn't it be a great proposal right now from the Republicans as they come in? They can pass that. They can get it through. Uh, You know, I don't know. Would people like John McCain support a ban on Internet taxation? I don't know when it comes down to it. I don't know if they would. I don't know either. But you could get a, you could get you could make it interesting. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of the states you have you have historic majorities in a lot of these states. What's the process for constitutional amendment again, Pat? What are the uh, details? You've got to get uh, 38 states. 38 uh, states. Mm-hmm. And then pass uh, what? How does that work exactly? Just get 38 individual states to do it? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Or you go or you have a constitutional convention. Um, where you, uh, and I think that's where it starts, and then it goes to the states, and then that's one way, right? Yeah, there's one way. What's the, I can never remember the other. No, I can't either. We'll have to go review the whole. It hasn't happened in so long that. Um, well, I, I mean, they did pass one in 1992. Yeah, um, what was that? That was. Uh, it was basically to limit. So, like, if I if I, we're in Congress, like right now, this is a good example. Like, they they right now. Oh, it was the pay raise. It was a pay right? raise thing. So they couldn't. Yeah. They couldn't. They could vote themselves a pay raise in Congress, but they, it wouldn't take effect until after an election, so people could hold them accountable for that pay raise. Right. Um, and it's it started, good idea. which started in the late 1700s, I think. I think it was like the. It was one of those early batch of amendments, and it just never got ratified by enough states. Some guy, I can't remember where he was from, 
But he was like a college student, went back, researched it, noticed that it was still hanging there and could still be passed and said, I wonder if people would pass this. Started, started a movement on it, actually passed, and that's our latest constitutional amendment. That's amazing. It's 27th, right? That's amazing. Um, yeah, kind of an amazing story, actually. And a, a great story of just, again, one person. Just like the guy we talked to a couple of days ago who discovered all these Gruber tapes. I mean, you really can make a difference if you kind of come up with an idea and just really be relentless on it. Mm -hmm. And that's what, how that started. And we have a constitutional amendment because of it. Kind of cool. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that it would happen, a constitutional amendment to keep taxes, but that's the only way you could make it permanent. Yeah, because Ted Cruz It would Cruz have to keeps, be in the Constitution. We should, we should have Cruz on about this, because yeah. Ted Cruz keeps talking about a permanent ban of taxation on the Internet. There's only one way to make it permanent. I don't know. How else would you do because it? Because every Congress can come and change it. Right. right? And that's what I mean. Like, so this way... You and of course Ted Cruz obviously knows these things much better than we do. But I would like something in the freaking Constitution. And if you want to go the Ill the evil Gruber route for a second here, you pass that. Eventually, how much of our commerce is going to be on the internet? Right now, it's already a significant percentage. That's only going up in the future. Yeah. It's a gigantic freedom tax cut mm. for the American people over a long period of time. A lot of almost every transaction very well might go through the internet. And then you're essentially freeing up the economy and freeing people from having to pay taxes to the government. I mean, it's a, it, Which is why it can't happen. I bet yeah. that's why it would be stopped. <laughs> yes. and it's, you know, but, you know, I think Ted Cruz has a, gr a great idea. But I think I take it further. I want the Lincoln treatment. I want people. I want uh, what's his face? Tommy Lee Jones pressuring people in back rooms. That's what I want. Tommy Lee, I didn't know Tommy Lee Jones was that old, although I, I kind of admit I, I believed it watching that movie. He's got to be, what, 200 and something, because that documentary showed at the time what was happening. 206, I think. 206. 206. 888727 back. More patents stupid. You look up. really old for, for 206. Yeah. Well, he looked old. Yeah. He looked old. <laughs> Thank you. Back. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, much more fun coming this week, potentially, uh, with the Ferguson verdict from the grand jury. If uh, the theory is, if the grand jury returns a, uh, a no bill, they're, they're just not going to charge him with anything. The theory is all hell breaks loose, which sucks. I mean, you know, can we, uh, if, if there was a ton of evidence against the guy, I'd be pissed too. But there's ways to go about it. And the fact is, I haven't seen much of anything against uh, against the the officer. Seems like he might have acted appropriately based on the uh, reports from the most reliable eyewitnesses. And look, there have been media sources that have and media reports that have gone through this. But think about this: we just saw a sign that said, "I want an indictment. Black Lives Matter." Um, you haven't officially even heard his side of the story yet. Mm -hmm. True. There has not been a there has not even been a report that officially lays out what he says happened. Uh, you might uh, recognize him as being one of the two people involved in the incident. Now, I'm not saying that you have to believe him once you hear that. But shouldn't you at least know what it is first? Mm -hmm. Yes. Is that a basic requirement oh, yes. of, a pro of opposition to somebody knowing what that somebody says? Uh, seems like it. 
Apparently not. Uh, but the, so this is why the executive order from the Missouri governor uh, was just issued, and it, it probably means that a uh, decision by the grand jury is imminent. Uh, he declared a state of emergency ahead of the grand jury decision. The executive order directs the Missouri State Highway Patrol and St. Louis County Police Department to work together as a unified command. He's also activated the National Guard, so, you know, obviously, clearly, they're expecting some trouble. FBI warns the decision will likely lead to violence by extreme extremist protesters. Uh, they're warning that uh, agencies across the country m might be on alert here because they expect the violence to spread. Peaceful protesters uh, could be caught up in the middle, and uh, electrical facilities or water treatment plants could also become targets. Mm. Plus, in addition to all this, the hacktivists, uh, like Anonymous, could launch cyber attacks against authorities. I mean, I, I, they are one of the they are one of the groups that broke the fact that they had no evidence yeah. on this guy. That the grand jury had no evidence against him. Well, remember, they were uh, anonymous. Had that issue where they s named the cop, right? And it wasn't That's the right, right person, right? And that was—I uh, think it was. An, I should be careful. I don't remember exactly. It was one of the was. activist groups. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, the announcement of the grand jury's decision will likely be exploited by some individuals to justify threats and attacks against law enforcement. Uh, then we have Darren Wilson supporters crowdfunding a. Uh, a <laughs> Here's the hashtag. Pants up, don't loot. Yeah. Uh, Ferguson billboard. That's probably not helpful. <laughs> That's probably not helpful. I would tend to agree with that analysis. I think they're getting um, sick and tired of the hands up, don't shoot thing. Yes, and they so. should. Uh, you know, that's fair. Um, I don't know that that. Mm. I don't know that that happens. I don't know that this. This is this would help the situation. It's not helpful. I understand making the point, and, mm -hmm. and the point being that look, it, there's no evidence to say that he was saying he had his hands up or was saying don't shoot. Uh, that just is a that's just come lore at this point, um, but I, I don't know that focusing on the way uh, they wear their pants is a good is a good comeback it's, to it's that. Probably not. Probably not a good. It's it's way probably, to go on that one. Not. Probably not going to help the situation. If you're actually worried about stopping looting and stopping, uh, you know, this sort of unrest, probably not the best way to go. And now there's a apparently a Ferguson protest group that has released a list of targets. What the hell? Uh, and that includes Anheuser-Busch, Boeing, Emerson Electric, and the airport. Uh, a the, beer company? Yeah. What the hell does a beer company I, have to do with this? I don't know. A plane company? Yeah. Did it, I don't understand. What are they accusing Boeing of? The noindictment.org Ferguson protest uh, group released its list of potential targets uh, following the decision. This It doesn't make any sense what did anheuser bush have to do with any right. of this or the airport you're right it doesn't make any sense yet it makes all the sense yeah. in the world listen to this most most telling is the emerson electric uh mark emerson has been in the in ferguson for at least 50 years long before ferguson became a mi minority municipality they've they've been there they've stayed there mm -hmm. yet not only do they mark emerson they also make note of the ceo's salary and isn't this what it's really all about it's got nothing to do with Michael Brown. Class it's warfare. got to do with class warfare. It's got to do with taking down capitalism. It's the same freaking extremist uh, yep. protesters that show up at every one of these events. And it has nothing to do with this poor 
uh, you know, teenager involved in this situation, which, I mean, I don't know if that's a fair description of him, to be perfectly honest. He was just walking away from a robbery, but still, we, no one wanted this to happen. Yeah. And, you know, to take advantage of that, to try to get your little agenda passed, I mean, this is never let a crisis go to waste all over again. It's a lot like Occupy Wall Street, mm -hmm. this kind of stuff. It's, uh, it's very reminiscent of that, and it's gone way beyond the Mike Brown thing. Um, yes, a young man was shot, but, you know, he was obviously doing illegal activity prior to that. He was struggling and beating the cop before that. What, to the extent, I don't know, but the gun went off in the car, according to witnesses. Then he's coming back at the cop. I mean, you've got all of that evidence. This is not about him. This is about a chance to uh, set a city on fire, set a nation on fire. And a lot of these extremists, and that's why they're calling them extremists now, and some of, the, uh, some of the other side are calling them terrorists. And I think some of these people are, because it's gone way beyond Michael Brown. Um, it has nothing to do with the family anymore. Uh, and when you're targeting Anheuser-Busch and Emerson Electric and Boeing, what sense does that make? How does it help anything? How does that bring justice to Mike Brown? Well, it, it doesn't. So uh, it's 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 despicable. But that's what happens in, in, in America now is that you have these opportunistic groups who uh, jump all over these things and have their own agenda. And they're usually anarchists or socialists or communists. And they can't get it done any other way. So they're trying to do it through revolution. So be prepared. Be prepared for a bad week when this thing comes down. Maybe either way. Maybe whether or not he's indicted. I don't know. Uh, they're just looking for an excuse. He wasn't indicted enough. He wasn't <laughs> indicted enough. He wasn't indicted. That's, I can't wait for those signs. You haven't put him in prison yet. <laughs> you haven't electrocuted him yet. Why isn't he dead? Why isn't he? I mean, get ready, America. Fun, That's fun, fun. That's a joke. Around the corner. That's true. Triple eight seven twenty seven back is the phone number. Back with more patents due in a moment because it's inevitable. What happens at this particular time on this particular station? There's not much you can do about it, really. We've tried. We've done everything we could. By the way, update on the constitutional amendment thing coming up in a second. not uh, lawmakers um and yeah. uh so we, we and wanted we've to forgotten we've but heard. i knew the process yeah we knew the process I and we've talked about it dozens confused. of times still confused me <laughs> i don't think i did anything of the sort um however i will tell you that this, so to it's as we kind of said it's two-thirds um it's three-quarters of the states 38 states uh that need to approve it but it's two-thirds of the congress congress of both sides now yeah. think about again my proposal is constitutional amendment no taxes on the Internet ever. So what happens is you would propose that bill. It would have to pass in the House and Senate by a two-thirds majority. Then it goes to the states for ratification, and that takes 38 states to ratify it. And they do that with a vote in their legislature by a majority. So is that doable on a no uh, tax on the Internet? Maybe. Maybe. Um, the other way it can start is the Mark Levin way, and that is constitutional convention, propose it. And then it goes out to the states. So you avoid Congress that way. So, but let me give you the, the, just the numbers on this right now. You've got um, uh, how many? You've got th 54 
likely to be 54, depending on Louisiana, mm -hmm. 54 Republican senators. The House, do we, does anyone think that we couldn't get two-thirds of the House to pass this? I think we probably could. Probably. Um, the Have Senate's almost gonna, that much of a majority anyway. Yeah, almost. I mean, you just need a few Democrats, and you could probably get a few Democrats in the House to vote for this. So can you do it in the Senate? The Senate, you have 54. You need to get to 67. Not going to be easy, but remember, these are the people voting for net neutrality. The, the constituents who want net, net neutrality are people who want all their music and movies for free on the Internet. Okay? They don't even want to pay for content provide, made by people. Uh, in, in their livelihoods. They don't even want to pay for that. So are they going to want to pay for taxes on the Internet? You, this is overwhelmingly popular with younger voters. Mm -hmm. And you look at this. I'm just you know, doing a quick, uh, quick scan. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. You're probably, and there's a bunch here that are split, you're probably in the general vicinity of 30 to 35 states in Republican control right now. Um, and you only, and in the other states, you know, you, you're going to need a few votes here and there in the mm -hmm. state legislature, but not much. It's possible. Re remember, you also it's, have maybe could happen if you if you word it correctly, you can have an unlimited amount of time to pass this. So yeah. if right now a state is leaning Democrat, but in mm -hmm. four or six years it turns out to be Republican, you can pass it. Um, you got a shot. It's not crazy, yeah. and it's one of those things that would would benefit. Humanity for a long freaking time. More and more of our economy is going to go on this. They're going to, uh, onto the internet. They're going to target this as a way to get your money. Mm -hmm. And once it becomes a thing where these taxes pass and, and these uh, representatives are, have their hands in the cookie jar, you're never going to get them out. You have to stop it now before it begins. And they're already moving in certain states to do this. I think you have a. I think it's possible. Yeah, I think it's possible. And if not, it's, it's worth it's worth the PR to try it. But it's possible. It's worth the PR to try it, isn't yeah. it? I think so. I mean, there's something you're actually fighting for that younger voters should love. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, get the government out of your internet. How do you? How, I don't. I don't understand the other side of that. You want them out of your uterus, but into your internet? Yeah, I don't weird, think so. Right? Yeah, very yeah. weird. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, we were talking about Ferguson a, a few minutes ago and these protests that are just out of control and a lot of extremists uh, involved in this thing. That this goes way beyond Mike Brown being shot by a police officer. What were some of the? What, didn't uh, the pro, one of these protest groups release a list of demands? Uh, yeah, Jesse? I, was, I was looking uh, through some older stories, and this was about ten days ago. This was on <laughs> CNN, actually. They uh, put up requests from Ferguson protesters, and one was give forty-eight hours notice to the grand jury decision. Okay, so they have to know two days before a verdict comes out. No police in Why? specialized. Why? Why would you uh, shut up? You don't need that. They need to prepare. For, yeah, for what? To, to walk down the street. Yeah, they have to get, they become armed. No police in specialized riot gear. And tolerant of minor law breaking. You know, like water bottles thrown at police. That's nothing. Oh, and that, that's exactly uh, what that it's like. Water bottles thrown at police. Just, that is that. unbelievable. Tolerant of that? So the police are supposed to stand break. there let it, let that and go. let that go. Let that go. Or like a rock through a window. Hey. Just leave that alone. Hey. Ah. Ah. That's not even my business. Don't worry yeah. about it. Or you, you beat a white person halfway to death. Ah. They're white. Not They're dead. white. You know how many white people we have? Too oh, many. Oh, Way too many. Uh, Stop. And by the way, of course, the police officer, while the bottle's in the air, can just judge whether it's plastic or glass coming at them mm -hmm. and then just let it bounce off their head if it's plastic. If it's if glass, you're tolerant, you can yeah. be a little bit more upset, but I still would let it go. Let it go. Let it go. 
That's a ridiculous <laughs> list of demands. Ridiculous. All right, triple eight seven two seven back. Just kind of for fun, uh, we thought we'd take a look. It is one of the BuzzFeed things. I think this is that couple that we've shown you before uh, that talk about couple issues. Uh, here are weird ways couples say, "I love you." Did you have a good time? I had the best. Good. Okay, hold on. Let's drink some water so you don't have a hangover. You gotta take your contacts out and brush your teeth. Brush your. Hey. Hey. You can't fall asleep with your suit on. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have to be somewhere? Good night. Forever. See, she pretended like she's gonna. I am. Dead. Yeah, these are these are weird. It's definitely weird. Weird is a good definition. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> definitely weird, right? Uh, I think that we can all agree that that was weird. Now, were there ways to say I love you? No, but it was weird. That part, that part we, we had down. Uh, 888-727-BECK. 888-727-BECK. Uh, Something else that was kind of weird was the uh, CNN headline uh, after the Jerusalem terror attack. Anybody see this? You read about this? You see the paper today? You read about this? Terrible tragedy for the Palestinians. Yeah, well, oh. it was. Almost an equal tragedy mm -hmm. for them. Four Israelis, here's a headline. Four Israelis, two Palestinians killed in synagogue attack. Yeah, the, the two Palestinians were the ones that were killing everybody else, uh, mm -hmm. blowing up mm -hmm. and exploding. Did they die as well? Yeah, I so, suppose. So who you're gives, saying they're accurate. Who gives a crap? Yeah, no, yeah, I, don't uh, I don't care. Don't care if they died. Four Israelis, two Palestinians killed in synagogue attack. Since when do you start including the terrorists in the death count there? I mean, that's in the headline that's to make it bad. sound like, well, just about as many Palestinians died. They were targeting both sides there. Right, like yeah. someone blew up, a, we, an unknown person blew up a synagogue. There were a couple right. Palestinians inside. Right. And uh, they were right. somehow just hanging they were out. They just in there with the, with the Israelis. Just trying, to, just trying to worship. They were know, all synagoguing thing. in there together. They were synagoguing. <laughs> and, synagoguing and, and uh, just happened to die in this explosion. Terrible tragedy. You know what happened? It was like a sewer main break or something and it blew and uh, killed two, the two, yeah. two Palestinians with the Israelis. It's almost like you'd say two Palestinians uh, uh, die in, in a terrorist attack also for jews or whatever <laughs> so, wait no they were the uh, the victims of the attack that is his, that is that is outrageous and cnn is really bad with this stuff
It is uh, Pat and Stu, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. I got to play this, uh, this braggadocia from, uh, from Barack Obama, and that's why I'm over here and he's over there. Right. Just over here for a second, so don't even worry about the camera. No, I think people want to see you. They like to see you. I, I, I don't think they do. I don't this think they do. Look at this view. Look at this. They're Watch way this. high in the look air. At, look at how beautiful here this studio Look at this studio dun, 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 filled with fabulous sounds like this from Barack Obama. Your studies have warned the world about the urgent threat mm -hmm. of climate change. In fact, last year I even tweeted one of your studies in my 31. This would be a really good time to get the camera off of me now so I can walk all the way back over. Your studies have warned the world about the urgent threat of climate change. In fact, last year I even tweeted one of your studies in my 31, to my uh, 31 million followers on Twitter. Twitter. Just Twitter. bragging a little bit. A little bit. Oh. Yay! He's bragging! <laughs> Yay! He's bragging. I don't think that's quite as much as Lady Gaga, but it's still pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's also nowhere near accurate. <laughs> they just did a study on this and found that uh, over half, and some, uh, one of the articles I read said 70% of his Twitter followers, totally fake. They don't correspond with actual people. <laughs> so, in addition minor, to, minor. you know, in addition to the uh, groups that kind of... Uh, that that give you Twitter, you can pay uh, some company to get you Twitter followers. Yeah, and a lot of celebrities and stars do that. In addition to that, he's also got people that actually don't exist. So at least fifty three percent of them are those. So that knocks you down to about, you know, fifteen million right there. And then how many more of those are the bogus ones from the companies that they're paying for? Right. And I when mean, you say it's not, not necessarily like Barack Obama going out and saying, oh, I'm going to pay for followers. What they do is other people are paying for followers. And then those, uh, those paid followers don't want to look like automated robots that just tweet Frank's you know, <laughs> snake oil. Mm -hmm. So because of that, they will follow celebrities so they look like legitimate people. And one of the people they follow all the time is Barack Obama. A lot of celebrities have this. It's no fault of their own. But it does make your uh, your numbers look a lot bigger. Now, here at the Patents 2 program, our 31 million followers are all legitimate. We've talked every to all of them. them. We've, talked to We've had meetings. We had dinner with 15 million of them We've just last week. We've done extensive weekend. research on each and every one. We've been at all their houses. We've been at everybody's home. We have taken financial control of the households of every one of our Twitter followers. All of them. Um, and we, we set their budgets. And you're month. welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. And we've switched their long serve distance service without their <laughs> without their. Even knowledge. though that doesn't even work doesn't anymore. Work anymore, but it always makes me laugh when you we say still it. do it. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Meanwhile, the White House is now taunting the GOP on climate change. Uh, the president said, "I don't think they can. I don't, I don't believe they can stop us." Really. Uh, it's, is it true? I don't know. Maybe with the control of the House and Senate, they can stop him. I hope so. But he's, he's, he's going forward now with a reckless abandon. He realizes he's got two years left. He hasn't completed yet. He's, he's gotten a long way there, but he hasn't completed the fundamental transformation of America. And he's trying to do that. And there's a couple of pieces left to this jigsaw puzzle. One of them, climate change. Another one is immigration. If he can get amnesty for the four and a half million or 10 million or however many he can possibly grant amnesty to, he will. And that will change the landscape of America, too. 
And the climate change legislation, if he gets that hammered through, if he can do this uh, cap and trade thing or something like it or get some restrictive um, uh, emissions clause going where he can cripple American industry, nah, he's pretty well there. The good thing about the, well there. the good thing about him acting on his own climate-wise, and this is a minor good thing, is that he's doing an executive order. So essentially he's saying the president can do this by themselves. Well, that means the, the next president can undo that by himself. Yes. Unfortunately, that's not really the case with immigration. Because once you make someone an illegal citizen, they're a legal citizen. Yeah. It's hard to make them it's retroactively illegal again. Yeah, the climate change thing can be fixed in two years. Yeah. The uh, immigration situation can't. Yeah, it, it might, you can affect the n new people coming in. But it's hard to you know, take someone and say, uh, you know, you've committed a crime, then say, no, you haven't, and then say, okay, now that old crime we were talking about before, you've recommitted it, kind of, so now you're in trouble again. It's going to be very difficult, not to mention politically difficult. Yeah. Um, I don't think that one will, will, will be reversed. The climate change one, you get the right person in there, they actually might change that. No. Um, and it should go through Congress. As he, the Barack Obama himself said, you've played this clip a million times, so you don't have to walk over there again and play it. But believe me, the idea, the idea of doing things on my own is very tempting, he said, not just on immigration reform. But that's not, how, that's not how our system works. That's not how our democracy functions. That's not how our Constitution is written. Now he's doing it. How, how does he say that? And then two years later, or one year later, he's doing the exact opposite. Well, that, the Washington that Post editorial board is making the same point Pat Gray just made. I mean, this is how bad this guy is. He's making Pat Gray and the Washington Post editorial board sound Agreed. the same. That's amazing. I mean, that's amazing. Frankly, uh, uh, amazing. <laughs> um, now, th what he's done here is unveiled a report on how communities across the country can prepare for the effects of global warming. In all, the recommendations on climate preparedness and resilience could cost the federal government more than $100 billion to protect drinking water supplies, shore up coastlines against rising sea levels, and take other preventative measures. Uh, but legal analysts say the Republicans have little ammunition to fight back short of shutting down the federal government to stop the EPA funding. Well, they don't have to shut down the government to stop EPA funding. They can, I mean, you've got a, a massive majority in the House to shut down their funding. Why can't you do that without shutting down the government? I, uh, I believe the president will complete actions. It's a top priority of his, and I don't believe they can stop us. That was actually Podesta saying that, not the president himself. Notwithstanding Senator McConnell making this a top priority to leave the status quo, to leave the air dirtier. And, of course, that's how they sell it. I anything the Republicans do now to try to get in the way of this stuff. They're going to be presented as, oh, okay, you want, you want dirty air and dirty water? You want our kids to suffer and not be able to breathe? You want asthma to go up? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I wish so. Every once in a while, I just wish we had politicians like yeah. you. Just shut up. Shut up. Shut up. All right, you know I'll see you tomorrow. What it is. Just go home. <laughs> shut up. Bye. We're done here. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, on your point on shutting the government down, Eric uh, Erickson over at Red State had an interesting column today, basically saying, yeah, shut it down. If that's what it takes, shut it down. You know, we all, all of the worries we were told about how Ted Cruz and his evil government shutdown, which, by the way, he didn't shut the government down, he wouldn't be capable of doing that, as is in his role uh, in the Senate when the House was the one do, doing it. But let's just say, remember <laughs> what we were told what would happen in the next election because of that shutdown? Remember how it was going to be disastrous for the next yes. thousand years for yes. Republicans? I don't. I seem to remember a wave election that occurred.
a wave election that occurred after the government shutdown. Indeed. The same thing, by the way, happened in 1994 when there was a government shutdown. You, they gained seats. Republicans gained seats afterwards. I mean, maybe there's something to this. I'm not saying you want to do it. You know, you, no one wants this government to shut down. Um, however, maybe the backbone you show as part of a government shutdown actually does uh, is effective with voters. You know, maybe, mm -hmm. uh, you know, people don't like a government shutdown. They don't like people disagreeing. But maybe having principles in the long term works. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, McConnell's I don't, I don't already know. said, right, that he wasn't going to. So, I mean, he's already he's already shown what kind of backbone he has. Which is none. And he's never Correct. had none. I mean, uh, he's, he's never had one. I mean, uh, obviously. And I love this. Uh, you know, he just made this uh, greenhouse gas emission deal with China. Here's what we agreed to. We agreed to, to cut emissions. Right by at least 26 percent by 2025 so in 10 years we cut emissions by at least 26 percent what did china agree to do uh they'll cap their emissions no later than 2030. <laughs> they're not gonna cut them they're not going to reduce them at all they're going to cap emissions by 2030. what kind of agreement is that what kind of yeah how can you and they are now the number one uh, carbon polluter. So what good is any of this yeah. when they won't do what everybody wants them to do? It's their typical five terrorists for one captive it is. sort of deal. It is. No, Nobody holds them accountable. They're getting to it. Uh-huh. They're going to get to it. In 2030, I mean, 2040. Their argument on this is we didn't have time to develop with these cheap fuels. And we need time to develop with these cheap fuels and grow our economy. Um, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I thought you guys were arguing that uh, they were more expensive. Yeah, Haven't you guys been arguing that uh, mm -hmm. that uh, the fossil fuels are actually more expensive than solar and wind? Wasn't that your argument? So if your argument were to stand true, then you would actually they would actually be running to uh, solar panels. In fact, they might owe us money because they were able to develop over on our innovations. But maybe they should owe us money if if this is working so well. I don't understand. Of course, the truth is that argument is bullcrap, and they know it's bullcrap, and this shows it's bullcrap. No country wants to do that because it's 10,000 times more expensive, and they don't want their citizens to starve to death. And it doesn't work as good. And it doesn't work as well. As well. Yeah, it's true. I love, too, uh, this will make your eyes bleed. EPA ch chief says that the pause in global warming. <laughs> Just, I love this. Help me. Somebody please help me. I um, think I can. That, the, here's what the deal is with the pause. Eight. 18-year pause in global warming. 18 years. We're almost at 20 years. That's a full generation. You're at a generation of people now who have experienced zero global warming. I have two children who have experienced zero global warming. One's 17, just about to turn 17, one's 14. He says that is a short-lived issue that doesn't represent climate. Okay, I thought we were told that climate is weather over a long period of time, uh, right? Isn't, isn't climate the series of weather events that happen over, a, over right. time? And you've got a climate. When you're talking about global warming, you'd be talking mm -hmm. about the global average temperature as, yeah. re, as measured by weather balloons or right. satellites or surface stations. However, 18 years is not an adequate period of time to say, hey, uh, did you screw up at all? Because you didn't predict any of this. You mess up a little bit? Can you admit to a little screw up? No. no.
No, that doesn't represent climate. Plus, uh, we have proof. However, you know what does represent climate? This cold front. <laughs> the cold front we had. Yeah, that's the global warming. It is. Every single time to uh, Bill Nye, the science guy, just did that. Look how cold it's gotten. we got the polar vortex coming down here again. Polar vortex, polar vortex, polar vortex, the vortex of polarization. There's a polarized vortex, and it's coming down here. It's cold. Global warming. You're supposedly a scientist. You're the ones who are screaming, don't confuse weather with climate, over and over and over. Yet they do it every day. Every single day, that's what they do. But this pause for 18 years? That's that doesn't represent anything. That's nothing. Don't even worry about that. He says if you look at the science, nothing tells us we're being overly aggressive in what the agency is doing. I feel very confident the American people understand the value of the EPA. EPA has not been a partisan agency. Gee, that's not what the people were saying about the EPA back in the day. Oh. When, when George Bush was running, oh. and it certainly was a partisan agency. Yeah, wasn't that's it? That's all they talked about is how uh, they were mm -hmm. trying to deny science and climate. And oh. now it's not at all because they, it agrees with what they want. The EPA is nothing but a partisan uh, agency. And that's, you, that's all they are. And you are coming home with your war on women because the head of the EPA is a female. Gina <laughs> okay, it's not a he, it's a her. Okay. Uh, is it? Oh, it's McCarthy. Uh, what's Gina her McCarthy. first name? Okay. It's uh, what's her first name? Gina. Gina McCarthy. Wow, that is that is wow. Oh, there she and there she is. Lovely. I was Lovely, about to use a forty-year-old virgin joke. Uh, anyone who's seen that movie <laughs> may know what I was gonna. But I won't. I wouldn't do that because it's not respectful in this particular context. I missed that. Uh, Scientists have struggled mm. to explain the lack of warming in recent years, giving dozens of explanations for the pause, ranging from increased volcanic activity which really has not happened, to natural ocean cycles, which why didn't you take that into consideration in the first place? While scientists debate the causes of the pause, some are lowering their estimates of how much warming would occur in the future. Well, thank you. At least we got that. Okay, so it's not going to skyrocket by 80 degrees in the next 15 years. Although... According to some. It may. It may. Mm -hmm. It may. Didn't you do a segment... Uh, has it aired yet? The segment you did uh, for for uh, Wonderful World of Stew, where you went out and asked people how much it's warmed. Oh yeah, did we air that thing yet? The package. Has that aired yet? We did, Natasha. Right? Yeah, so, last week. Okay, so what was what, what were some of the estimates? Do we have it? Can we? Uh, I would love. What to are the play shots that. to play? Can we play it? Maybe either either by the end of the show. Let's. Is that possible? I would, think? That would be awesome to play today. Because Let's see if I'm in fun. the mood for it. Yeah, it's fun. I'm in the mood. It's fun. Uh, you know, how much is the globe warm? It should be an easy question. My guess is because <laughs> even scientists are saying, uh, what is their most outrageous estimate? Three degrees? No, that's not that high. It's 0 0.9 degrees Celsius is what they believe. 0. In how long a period of time? Uh, about a hundred years. <laughs> so in a hundred years, <laughs> scientists are saying. 0.9 degrees. In the past 100 years. How oh, yeah, far has it Yeah, no, but I mean in the oh, future. In what the are future. The, the, in the next 100 years. That's not what we asked them to predict, by the way. But, right, uh, right. But, okay. uh, yeah, no, I mean, the upper end, they... They used to be as high as 11 degrees. Um, those have been trimmed quite a bit, the higher higher ends. Um, they've Somebody actually, has said 11? Yeah, they used to be as high as 11 degrees. In one of the IPCC reports, the high end of the margin of error was something like 11 degrees. Uh, but it's not. Fahrenheit it, or Celsius? Uh, Fahrenheit, I believe. Let's, let me look these numbers up. That's nuts. It's worth it. I, I mean, that's, that's absolute stark raving. Stark raving nuts. But what you asked them to do was 
guess how much it has warmed in the last hundred years? Um, yeah, because that's a, okay. a critical thing for you to know if you're going <laughs> to yeah, talk about is. the climate, right? Yes, if you're going to be constantly whining about the global warming, you should know how much it's warmed. Yeah, was it was it the last hundred years or did we last eighteen years? I can't. Remember. We've done. There's been a couple of them that you've done. Yeah. I can't remember which one it was. We'll show it to you. Okay. I, you know, it's been a while since we, we actually did this. But, I mean, I, we like to do this a lot. It's just take a basic question that you'd have to know if you're going to participate in a debate about it. Like, you'd have to know the basics of these things if you were to participate. Like we did one on polar bears. You know, what's happened? How many, what's the change in polar bear population? Everyone's like, oh, it's cut by 80%, cut by 90%, cut by 50%. <clears throat> Actually, it's increased by 400%. So if you don't know that, how can you even talk about it at all? If you think it's gone down when it's gone up mm -hmm. by 400%, there's no point in, in you even discussing it. You don't know the most basic thing about it. I love it. And, like, this is the thing I always talk about with rocking the vote. <laughs> don't rock the vote if you think the, po the polar bear population has dropped by 80 percent don't rock it don't. stay home don't. rock something else rock the bong don't rock the vote <laughs> if you don't know who the vice president is don't yeah. rock the vote yeah don't bother rocking the vote rock something else uh, by the way this week's snow that we've had uh is the most we've seen in what a million years a billion years because it's global warming right we're it's climate chaos we're completely out of control here there is climate chaos happening. There's climate weirding. So the events now, that despite the fact that this is a cold event, it's the extremes we're talking about. So this must be an event that is so absolutely unusual that it's at least a 500-year event, right? It's the most in 10 years since 2003. So I'm scared. I'm scared. There's, there hasn't been this kind of snow cover in the lower 48 states, 50% of the lower 48 covered in snow the most this early in a decade. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't know how they keep making this case that the extremes are so much worse or, or the highs are so much worse and the lows are so... It's just not happening. Because they are. No, none of what no, they're saying is happening. And, and what they used to brag about all the time in 2005, because we actually had several hurricanes then, yeah. was the hurricane frequency and ferocity. What you got? Or ferocity. And, and those are gone. I mean, we, they're not going. Mean, obviously, we're going to have more hurricanes. But for the past and we five years. Them, but they're out in the ocean. Yeah. They don't come. They don't make Exactly. Landfall. We haven't had landfall of a hurricane in the U.S. since, I don't know, certainly not a major one since 2005. We haven't had a, a Category 5 since, I think, 1992. I think Andrew was the last Cat 5. Yeah, probably. I, all right, we'll get into more of this. Coming up, 888-727-BECK. No, Katrina wasn't a 5. They were not. Correct. We were talking about hurricanes a little bit uh, as we were going to break, obviously, and, and in the break. And we were talking about a, uh, it wasn't quite a hurricane. It was a big storm, though, that hit our area when we lived in Pennsylvania. And we had some damage in our front yard with trees. And um, we had, uh, you know, all the power went out for several days. We lost all the food in our refrigerator, things like that. 
Um, and the side that you never talk about from these evil insurance companies was Allstate, which was my insurance company. They were in there and out of there within about 10 minutes and just gave us a check for all the damages. Like, they barely even asked us a question about it. A check That's for really what? Nice. A dollar? It was, it was, I, I don't <laughs> remember what it was. Did but a pretty well cover? Yeah. Whatever was, was wrong. Yeah. And it was, yeah. uh, you know, and then we were joking, it's because I'm white. Obviously, they saw <laughs> Obviously. I was white and they just, it is, you know, they're racist. But, Obviously. no, I mean, it's amazing because like, you never hear that. Everyone always complains about their insurance. Unless you ask them and poll them, as we found out, 86% of people were very excited about or satisfied with their health insurance um, before Obamacare started. Mm -hmm. People, in reality, insurance pretty much does its job. There are situations, and we've covered mm -hmm. some of them, uh, where you know companies really let them let their customers down. But in reality, I've had a pretty good experience uh, with with insurance over the years. It just yeah. generally seems to work fairly well. It can be a hassle. I've had some delays and stuff on a couple things that I've had to use it for, but. You know, for something that you hope you never use, I think they do an okay job. We were fairly well taken care of uh, after Hurricane Ike in Houston when uh, the insurance wasn't, I don't remember it being much of a hassle at all. And we had, you know, we had some serious damage and uh, they paid for most of it. And, uh, uh, but, but the thing I remember most about that, uh, have you ever ridden out a hurricane, an actual hurricane? Uh, yeah. This was, Ike was a... Never a real Houston hurricane. Though, high right? two, low three. Right. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a major hurricane, but it was, it was definitely significant. And uh, the noise is just unbelievable. And it lasts for so long. It's not like a tornado that hits you and it's gone. It's gone, yeah. It just keeps going and going and going. And all night long, we were up with the kids just listening to that thing come through. Because we just, we stayed. We, uh, what do they call that? Shelter in place. Because, do you know the... Uh, there's there's always the the announcement. Well, you need to shelter in place. I mean, it becomes like a catchphrase yeah, when hurricanes come. Uh, so either shelter in place or you can leave the hurricane if it's when it's a five. Get out. And you need to flee the water. Uh, sometimes that's really important, like in New Orleans, for instance, yeah. uh, where they should have left uh, but didn't. Enough of them. Uh, but it's an interesting phenomenon when you live near the ocean and then you wonder why your insurance rates are higher huh. and you wonder why you're getting hit by hurricanes. One of the reasons we were very happy to leave the Gulf Coast was hurricanes. Mm -hmm. Well, when you talk to a lot of people that, that have uh, ridden them out, some of their, not so much the noise, although they do mention that, mm -hmm. uh, the others is the, uh, the rising water that comes and it's like it never ends. You know, like the, you yeah. get all the noise and the storms and stuff, and then the water rises because that hurricane's pushed through. Yeah. And it, now the water is rising, and it's just like, oh, it's over. No. No, it's not, because the water is still rising. Well, that's what happened in New Orleans back. with Katrina. Yeah. Because the hurricane didn't do all that much damage. It was when the levee broke, and then, then the water came, and then it was a major problem. And then people were like, oh, yeah, I should have left. Probably should have left. <laughs> Probably should have yeah. left. Yeah. 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 That's good kind of we were saying. Yeah. We were talking, by the way, before the break about uh, the temperature rise for the next uh, 100 years. Oh, yeah. Um, 130 degrees? No. Not, not quite. 140? No. I'm I, not high enough? Yeah. No, I remember I said it was 11.5 degrees Yeah, um, was the high-end estimate. Listen to this. This is the IPCC report. They say the, the uh, likely range of climate response is between 1.8 and 4.5 degrees Fahrenheit. 1.8. And 4.5 so degrees. Even the Fahrenheit. IPCC is not as high as you thought they were. However, to bring this full circle Jeez. To, to the EPA, that is not a partisan organization, by the way, they estimate global temperatures are expected to increase 2 degrees Fahrenheit to 
11.5 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, that's Fahrenheit. where you go. Okay. So EPA the estimate. EPA is saying 11.5. The IPCC, the UN, mm -hmm. the consensus is saying 4.5. Now, interesting in that, that they note uh, on, on the EPA website, they don't even include the low-range estimates from the IPCC. 1.8 degrees, they say, could, is the low end. They say 2 degrees. So they don't even include... The they don't even include the scientific consensus within their range of predictions, and they go to more than double it uh, with their high end. That is, that is a partisan organization. That is an organization that does not care about the consensus. Why, why, oh, why are we the ones who are saying uh, that uh, we're constantly blamed for not caring about the consensus when they're going two and a half times above it? That never is a problem. Al Gore never complains about you com going above the consensus. It's only when you go below the consensus that he doesn't mm -hmm. like. And you know, you know what's contributing to all of this climate change? Wasted food. Hmm. EPA says that um, Americans wasting food is speeding up climate change and costing the country billions. How does wasted food contribute? They're sounding the alarm as they gear up for their food recovery week of action. Buy only what you need. Uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. A uh, third of the food that's grown and bought in the U.S. gets wasted and thrown away. In 2012 alone, that waste added up to 35 million tons. It cost people, businesses, and our country $1.3 billion, even as many Americans struggled to know where their next meal would come from. Wasted food is also speeding up climate change. As it rots in crowded landfills, it releases methane, a greenhouse gas, much more potent than carbon dioxide. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Uh, so they're saying that uh, $1,600 is thrown away by the typical family of four. You lose that much every year. Uh, so buy only what you need. To me, this is an effort to get people not to have food storage. Yeah. They're trying to keep it from doing it. that. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. I kind of took it more of just a... Uh, uh, an affront on capitalist culture, wasteful capitalist culture. I'm that too. trying to save money. I mean, we're going to I've saved 2500 on my health care. Now I'm going to save 1600 <laughs> on my food. I'm up. Soon the world's <laughs> going to be paying us. <laughs> um, and I will say, uh, like some other issues we've talked about, Jeffy, you've done a great job really destroying this one. You have fought this food-wasting thing, and it is you have defeated it. Congratulations. Uh, there is zero dollars of food-wasting going on at Jeffy's place, and that's... Uh, we consider that to be wonderful. He eats absolutely every morsel. Every morsel. His kids spill things on important. the floor. He licks it off the floor. He's on a seafood diet. Seafood. <laughs> he yeah. eats we, it. We know. No, you know that yeah, one? We know. Yeah. Okay. Triple eight seven two seven. Let's do. Should we do more? this? Uh, yeah. Should we do this um, to break? Do the EPA? Uh, do the man on the street? Oh, do we have oh, it now? Yeah, yes. we do have it. So uh, this is the man on the street. We do before do. next Thursday. We got it. We so got it right now. All right. Good. How how much has the Earth warmed recently? I don't know. Take a stab at it. Billion degrees. People on the street. If you don't know this. You really can't participate in the debate, right? Because you don't even know what the I problem say, is. Right? Yes. So let's see how these people did. Okay. Hi, I'm Hi. Stu. Uh, inside the car right now is the entire wonderful world of Stu crew. Uh, say hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. What we're doing now is we're faking as if we're going to do a series of interviews about climate change. In reality, we taped the interviews like a month ago. Um, but we're kind of making it look like we're driving to it right now to fool you because we think you're as dumb as the people you're about to see interviewed. Watch. How much has the earth warmed in the last 15 years? Like four or five degrees, I think. 
maybe 10, 10 degrees. Mm, probably like 15 degrees. I want to say 20 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm, maybe 35 degrees. Judging by the weather today, probably quite a bit. You want degree? I'm going to say in the last 15, I'm going to say probably 150. Um, 500 degrees. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. How much has the earth warmed in the last 15 years? Um, I don't think it has warmed any extra in the last 15 years. All right, so there you have it. Uh, the truth, as plain as you could possibly see it, that people have absolutely no freaking idea what they're talking about when it comes to global warming. No clue whatsoever. Luckily, though, uh, this series of interviews and the, at least the fake taping around it has given me the opportunity to realize how depressed I am about the nation and the state of its intelligence. Uh, and uh, I've been able to acquire myself a little alcohol and Xanax to go to put myself to sleep. So until next time, when we fake an interview yet again, and I'm probably loved it. Bye-bye. Say bye, everybody. Bye. bye. happen in China. I'm glad I don't live there. It's, I seriously am. It's a blessing to live in the country we live in. Okay? All right? How many 12-year-old how many boys get lost in Ikea for 12 days in America? Not that many. No. Not that many. But a it few? just happened in China. A few? You a think so? A couple thousand a year, I'd, I'd guesstimate. 1,500, something like that? Yeah, maybe 3,000. <laughs> on, on a bad year, five, 6,000. No more than Children. ten or 15,000. No worst year, 25,000. Okay. 25,000 per day. But certainly no more per, than 50 right. to, to 100. Per day. Thousand a day. Uh, 12-year-old boy <laughs> went missing after being told off by his mom uh, last Monday. And uh, he was gone for six days. It's a big Ikea. <laughs> that is a big freaking yeah, Ikea. Yeah, like 12 million square feet. I, the largest in the world is... Uh, where did they build that? They built it in a city I was living in, and it was like you drive by it; it's like a city unto itself. Like, look at that thing. What is that? Is that North Dakota? No, it's IKEA. Oh, wow! That is a big stinking IKEA. I think it's like a t t what and a half or two million square feet or something. There is a store they are building in this in the Dallas area that is single-handedly the biggest store I've ever seen in my entire life. Where is it? It is right off 121, which is a highway here. Right. It means nothing to most people in America. Uh, it's called, like, Texas Furniture. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nebraska right. Furniture Mart. What is it? Nebraska Furniture. Nebraska Furniture Mart. we, we got to get a picture of this thing. It's the biggest. It has, I would say, parking for 600,000 people. Wow. wow. It's not open yet. No, it's not open yet. It, it looks it's like a furniture store. It's a furniture store. It's like, and it's like multiple levels. Is it like the dump? 
Is it a furniture store like uh, that? I don't, it, I don't know if it's that. I don't know the background of the store. It doesn't look like it's open yet. But it's in this open area where like there was nothing before, and then they just built this giant. It looks like the, it looks like uh, the Burj Dubai. In the, <laughs> it's huge. It's not very tall, but it's very big. Huh. We, have, we, we should that. we have to show that at some point. I, I, I'd love to see if there's uh, you know uh, what the square footage is on this thing and the parking lots. They're just like these multi-level parking lots around the entire thing. It looks like a mall, but it's just one store. Wow. It's amazing. Wow. Uh, well, this particular kid, this 12-year-old, Peng Yijun, is uh, said to have survived on supermarket-free samples while missing. And he's now being treated in a hospital. So he, he ate the samples he could find in the store. Now, was it closed for six days? Why would Why would you not... I mean, did he not go up to a uh, store person the next day and say, hey, I'm uh, Peng, I've been lost for a day yesterday. My mom yelled at me and I wandered off and, and now I'm, I'm lost. Can you help me find some, somebody? Well, he wanted to maybe stay away. Right? Maybe he did. Yeah. Maybe he did. Uh, he, he was very weak with hunger, receiving intravenous drip in the hospital now. His mom, uh, according to his mom, his dad, surnamed Peng, said his son uh, has hung about in the city during the six-day period he was missing. When he felt hungry, he went to supermarkets, so he wasn't just in Ikea. The couple said they appreciated the help of local police, the media, residents, and they promised to ensure that they'll have better communications with him in the future. I think that's probably a smart idea. Meanwhile, here are some films. Uh, this sounds like a, you know, a movie. What was the movie where uh, Tom Hanks stayed, lived in the airport for years terminal yeah. terminal that was based on a true story yeah. right yes here's some other films that you may not know were torn from today's headlines uh story number one the movie m familiar with it no anybody know m i don't either Which? i know dial m for murder but i don't, I don't know m in 1929 uh peter Curtin. Best known as the Vampire of Dusseldorf, went on a murder spree committing a series of brutal killings and sexual assaults in, in the German city. For years, uh, cinephiles referenced the terrible crimes whenever uh, Fritz Lang's iconic Peter Lorre thriller, M, came up. And apparently, it was, in fact, based on those actual events. How about the girl next door? Sylvia Likens uh, died a miserable death after being repeatedly tortured, mutilated, and abused while under the care of an Indiana mother, Yikes. Gertrude Bazinski. Uh, Likens' uh, parents were carnival workers and left their daughters with her to, so the girls could stay in school. Here's a good safety tip. Don't have carny parents. <laughs> I don't think okay. you can really don't control have that parents. yourself. Uh, when the when the weekly stipend uh, stipend to uh, to care for the siblings was late, a furious Bazinski started to take her anger out on Sylvia, even inviting her own children and the neighborhood kids to participate in the sadistic treatment, which oh, resulted in Lycan's death. Good it's hard to believe golly. that horrific 2007 film The Girl Next Door is actually based on real events, but it was inspired by that murder. Jeez, wow. I, I don't even remember that movie though. The Girl Next Door, do you? I don't. I don't. Then there's the P Pajama Girl case. Anybody know that movie? These are all movies you don't know. That's why you don't know they were torn from today's <laughs> yeah. headlines. Mm. The film opens with the discovery of a young woman found murdered on a beach. Uh, Ray Milland plays the retired detective who sets out to capture the killer. The story is based on a case in Australia that happened in the 1930s but wasn't solved till the 40s. Jazz age party girl Linda Agostini went missing and her body was discovered on the road badly burned. She was nicknamed named the Pajama Girl uh, before being identified. 
A decade later, Linda's husband, Tony Agostini, admitted he accidentally shot her, dumped the body, and set it on fire to destroy the evidence, fearing he'd be blamed for the crime. Well, yeah, since you did it, I would guess you would fear you'd mm. be blamed. Yeah. And apparently there was a naked butt in there because we had to blur that out. <laughs> um, let's uh, skip to one you might remember from just a couple of years ago, a movie called Pain and Gain. Um, this was, uh, I don't based, remember that. It was, it was a, I think The Rock was in it. It was a, based on a kid kidnapping, extortion, and torture and murder uh, committed by the Sun Jim Gang of Miami, Florida during the 1990s. Uh, mm. Mark Wahlberg was in it, the, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, one of the survivors of the real-life crime, despite being set on fire and run over twice with a car, wrote two books about the, uh, the ordeal, Pain and Gain, The Untold True, True Story, and Pain and Gain, wow. How I Survived and Triumphed. Uh, this is an issue, though, because it's kinda, it was kind of a half comedy. And the people who were actually victims of this gang uh, were kind of pissed off about it. Like, this was nothing to glorify to them. Uh, they actually were victims of this, these crimes that happened not too long ago. Uh, during the 90s, so these were somewhat fresh still, and uh, and they were not particularly happy about that. Yeah. Uh, another one, Anatomy of a Murder, which is a uh, that's a classic movie, right? With James James Stewart. I love that movie. Uh, before John D. Volker penned the book Anatomy of a Murder, which inspired the uh, Otto Preminger directed film of the same name, starring James Stewart, um, he was a defense attorney assigned to a 1952 murder case that the story was based on. One of the first Hollywood pictures to openly address rape and use words like slut and influencing countless courtroom dramas since its release. Anatomy of a Murder follows the murder trial of a man who claims he suffered temporary insanity after the victim raped his wife. So, uh... And anybody from Michigan, this was filmed in Iron Mountain, Michigan, so anybody from Michigan knows this silly movie. Oh, uh, do they? Yeah, it's, it's like the Michigan movie. Screw if you don't know this movie. What are you working for, Potter? Now, you said. <laughs> I don't think he said that in this particular movie. No, no. I, don't, I don't think so. We'll tweet out the, the full list from uh, from at Patents too. Network was based on you know the movie Network. Sure, right? yeah. Based on a real story. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Didn't realize that. Yeah, so we'll get out the whole list to you at Patent Two on on, on the Twitters. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck is the phone number. Mm -hmm. uh, it and, is. And that is weird because the show's Patent Two, but then we have Beck in the name. And neither of us are named Beck. No, that's not weird. weird. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. What are you gonna do? We can really plan it out. We can start saying two three two five. What else? People. One eight eight eight. Put some other numbers and then two three two five. Call it right now. I just to give you a free hot dog. We'll see you sometime. Maybe. I'm obsessed with this Nebraska furniture mart they're building around here in Dallas. It's it's just plain big. Yeah, it's not small. It's no, no, no. One point nine million square feet. Wait, facility. Right, which includes one point four million uh, square feet of, of warehouse space and five hundred and sixty-six thousand square feet of showroom. Okay, almost one and a half million square feet of warehouse space. Yeah. Where they're storing the furniture, they're storing and then the they furniture. bring it out to the 566,000 yeah. square foot showroom. Now, keep in mind, this is just, wow. a, it, it's like a giant field off the highway, was, wow. you know, six months ago. Now, they've signed up four restaurants, four restaurants, this is a furniture store, four restaurants, and two 
hotels. They expect the revenue they expect from this store, $600 million a year. What? How on earth? People come from all over the country to our furniture store. Yeah. What? I that's why you have the hotels there near yeah, a furniture store. I guess, and they and say you have a, you have hotels near football stadiums and theme parks like Six, six right. Flags. Well, this is going to cost. Thing you bring up uh, uh, um, stadiums. This is going to cost more than Cowboy Stadium. The development oh, at the end costs one point five billion dollars, and God. looks like they built a giant city yeah, around yeah. the store. Like Jeez. I mean, the, the diagrams for it. It looks like you could live there. Yeah, well, it says that this is the, was their plans. Uh, turn the facility into an anchor for a much larger $1.5 billion, 433-acre mixed-use development called Grandscape. Grandscape. 400 acres? That's big. Now, this is owned by Warren Buffett. Is oh, it? really? This marks the first time the furniture retailer owned by Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway has gotten into real oh. estate. Oh, so okay. That yeah, makes a little bit of sense. It's Berkshire Hathaway development. Yeah. No wonder. No wonder it's so big. I mean, it looks impressive, I will say. Driving by it, you're like, wow. And this area is like essentially between Dallas and Plano um, and like Frisco and some of those other. And like those areas are growing so fast. Yeah. I mean, this whole area, I mean, you know, this is Texas. And, you know, this is where. The economy is exploding down here. It's been doing this for a long time because of long-standing policies, and you know it, it invites business development. It does, and so people are seeing all these people moving in constantly, and it's a great place to invest. It really is. They're saying two thousand people will be working at this place. Two thousand just at the furniture store, and they've already hired twelve hundred people. Wow. That's pretty amazing. It's pretty great for a store. Yeah, that helps the economy. I would say. Yeah, for a <laughs> furniture store. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, the people at the colony uh, are either. We were just talking. To one of our employees, uh, one of the TV people, works and lives over there, and mm -hmm. says that uh, tax rates, prices going up, everything's going up. Why would they be going so, up? Why wouldn't they? they well, because up. they're going to bring in new money, right? Like in theory, they should be going mm -hmm. down. If anything. That's oh, not no. the way it works, though, is it? No, no. no it doesn't seem not. to. Doesn't, doesn't seem to, does it? Uh, all right. Uh, should we talk food again? One more yes! time. Yes. One more time. Let's just. Where's the food? Why don't we have any food here? Why don't we have camel cake here? Why? Why? Uh, everyone loves camel cake. We're told by Ace of Cakes star uh, Duff Goldman. Quiet revolution is underway in the sugar-laced world of desserts. Camouflage decorated sweets have exploded in popularity mm -hmm. over the last few years. Uh, searches for camo cake hitting an all-time high earlier this year. Uh, among them, among the people starting to take notice is Ace of Cake star Duff uh, Goldman from Baltimore. He's he's on Food Network a lot, um, and uh, he has a line that sold camouflage and pink camouflage cake mixes for more than a year to great success. According to the company figures, okay. the two camo mixes are second and third most popular of their 13 cake mixes on the market. Said, I don't know what came first, our cake mixes or the explosion of camouflage cakes on the internet. I was just like, what can we put on shelves that'll be cool? <laughs> yeah, so apparently Baskin Robbins has a new camo ice cream too, mm. mix of chocolate, salty caramel, and oh cake flavored ice cream. Is there some Where's reason the that camo? that is not oh here my now? Gosh, how is it we're talking Why about this? Why do we, we not have, have that, that here now? How do we not have that? Even Stu can eat that. Yes. Yeah. Why don't we have that? 
Look, oh no, I don't God. care about the jalapenos. No, no, don't take that. Go back to the ice cream. <laughs> camouflage we ice need cream to explore bag. the ice cream. That looks tremendous. Wow, that does look mm. good, doesn't it? I like that food, I've noticed. Yeah. You guys notice that? Yeah, I noticed food? that. Food? <laughs> good? Look at yeah, that. That's good. Oh, oh, the, look at that. Look at the camel ice cream. Top to, oh. I mean, just, if nothing else, Seriously. I mean, what are you against our troops? Is that what you're? Is that wow. what the statement you're trying to make over there? She oh hates America. God. Why do you hate America, Natasha? That's I mean, on the, we're talking. We just had Veterans Day. You barely. And barely here we are. Days. Everyone disrespecting the troops by not getting us uh, camouflage ice cream. Wow. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, these people fought for our freedom. These people fought. To she make, doesn't care. She doesn't no, care. she doesn't. She doesn't give a no, rat's butt about. Well, I mean, I mean, people have said it before. She's wow. on the side of the terrorists, and that's where I'm going to be. Why are you a terrorist? Someone have her arrested. Arrest her right now. Right now. Put her in handcuffs. Un-American.